0: Big shit, big shit, big shit, big uh, shit. Name another podcast like this.
1: Check it, check it, check it! This is a unique house. It's your boy ECO, and I'm here with the lovely, amazing official Miss Jamaica. What's going on?
0: None, of You know, my dad walk on.
1: Hey man, check <laughs> it, man. Hey man, we here in LA, man. And hey, we we actually stumbled up on a gym, man. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I looked, hey man, when I seen her, man, I said, man, this this girl is something special, you mm-hmm. know. And and the guys that she was rocking with. That's who, that, that really show who you are. The people exactly. you hang around. I, I remember, I, I ain't going to get into it, but <laughs> at the end of the day, man, who you hang around means something. Association brings about assimilation. It does. So, at the end of the day, man, I mean, this lady knows a lot about a little bit about everything. I ain't gonna say a lot about everything. A little bit about everything, man. Miss Kenya Ware is in the building. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love y'all.
1: <laughs> Boss Talk 101, what the bosses talk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just love your voice and I love your
0: personality. I've been watching your videos. Man. Your personality matches your voice. Man. Thank you. Your voice is the top. You know how sometimes you can meet people and their voices. You're like, I know they're good with kids because that voice. Right. You're good with people because of that
2: voice. I love you? people. I love people. I'm humbled. I'm thankful. I'm happy to be here. And what you see is What's that's my get? everyday life. Awesome. Wow,
1: That's awesome. That's my
2: everyday life. I love I, I love, love. I Man. take it with me because you remember during the dark times how it felt. So why not just spread love? That's exactly what I was going to say because you say
0: you love love. But I know that we all go through situations where that oh, love, you know, it's is thrown out of the way because yeah. you're like, you know what, you've been treated so. Because when you love love and you love everybody, not everybody returns that favor back to you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you get discouraged. You get angry. You're like, God, why me? Why yeah. don't I get
2: back what I give? That's and my guess, argument with God all the time. He and I be having a conversation in the car about that. But, that's, <laughs> that.
1: but it's funny because you say you want to be like God, and he has agape love, meaning when you hate me or when you yeah. do something to me, right. I still apply love to you. Yeah. So that's that you're really asking God to do something that he's not with because yeah. he loves you yet and still.
0: Yeah. And we always yeah. I saw I posted that Ooh, it I, just posted, made me <laughs> I posted that the other day because I try to remember that but how many of us when we're mad or when we're angry yeah. we don't remember these things you yeah. know what I mean because all the things that we do that we get him angry because we don't walk the way in which we should walk yeah and if he was supposed to be like us a all, all of us would be down you know a creek without a paddle. Got that right. Man.
1: And
2: I know that feeling. Let's
1: let's talk about you for a minute, because so many interviews you got, all these interviews out here, but a lot of times what what was missing was the thing that you always start off with. And that's how we yes. kill them every time, <laughs> you know, because they really don't go there. They too busy trying to get to the, the to, to the, no, they try to get that meat first right? and, and they don't eat their vegetables.
2: <laughs> you got to get them veggies because that's so, going to keep you strong.
1: That's right. So mm-hmm. we yes. want to, we want we want to get to them vegetables. right? And now.
0: that's exactly what, um, <laughs> what it is because what you had to go through in the past, hmm. bringing you up as a child is what made you into who you are today and that's what we want to get into where you were raised your upbringing I mean your mom your dad your sister your grandparents if you remember before death row before death row before ruthless
1: records we want to go before that
0: because all of those lessons you
2: know taught you before you actually had to go through it so tell me about your upbringing oh god so my grandmother June um god they say I'm like her and Grandma June knew everybody. Mm. My, her sister was uh, one of the PR people at Motown, and I never understood what my grandmother actually did, but she knew the good time set, she knew everybody on Soul Train, my grandmother knew everybody. Mm. And I remember my fifth birthday party, I remember her big house, I remember over 150 people there. And then I remember my 10th birthday party, and she rented out a whole roll skating rink over there in LA for me and wow. hired the soul trained dancers to come. Awesome. So, my grandmother, she was a housewife, but she knew everybody. Mm-hmm. I remember being on the Sense of Good Times in the 70s with Janet D- Jackson and um Rilona on the show right her granddaughter my grandmother helped raise her, her is Rilona the same way how she is in person off camera is the way how she is on camera well, rest in peace uh Janet DuBois Rilona right. um same person you know uh because she was always so upbeat and I mean that was her and her granddaughter and I we were raised like sisters since we were six and we still to this day
3: awesome connect
2: we still talk about trying on her wigs inside the dressing room and Janet Jackson, how we it was a broken typewriter and they blamed the, us kids <laughs> at, on the good time set. So my early life, it was lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother taught me to be a strong woman. She taught me never to take any shit from a man. Mm. She taught me my way. My mother was 100% there, but Granny was, uh, God, that was that was the real Medea right was there. Was she married? To my grandfather for, uh, uh, when she died, it was maybe 40, 50 years, wow. 50 years. That's good. So my whole family, everybody's married, you know. That's uh, good. I was the only one that kind of, you know, in, out, in, out. Mm-hmm. I was the other one, you know, but. How did that make
0: you feel? Because I have relatives who would tell me, um, everybody in my family is married, but I was the first one to get a divorce and I felt like I was a black sheep. I felt yeah. like an outcast because I broke that. It's like I'm cursed. Yeah.
2: How did that make you feel? I was different from everybody. I mean, they lived this up straight life. I was on the other end of the spectrum, but I was successful at that. Okay. They didn't think so. I mean, of course, you know, when I bring home this rapper um i'm sneered upon mm-hmm. they're like what are you doing you know we've because they stereotype him oh yeah uh, they wanted me uh my grandmother was an aka so i'm supposed to follow that trait but i was i wanted something else i were you an some- only child no i had an older brother okay and i had a cousin that was raised as my brother so okay. two older brothers in the house so you were a tomboy because you had no sisters oh but i was a fly girl you know <laughs> And I was the one that, if my mother, I, I stayed in trouble. I remember, they, my my grandmother, they had a lock and key on me.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it was during those days you can't let your daughter spend a night at people's house. Mm. men, they have brothers and men, and I'm like, oh, the too first, many things happen. My grandmother had experienced that, so wow. the lock and key was on me, and I wanted to break out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how, how. But did they ever explain, because that's one thing I hated mm-hmm. about
0: growing up. You know how parents would tell you you can't do this or you had to stay inside, you had to be. But they would never tell you why
2: because it, these dangers yeah. because of this. Did yeah. they ever explain it to you? It was just that some men are bad and some brothers are bad. And I know it was from what my grandmother experienced. with me. I think she was molested. So it trickled down to me. Mm-hmm. And I was held under lock and key. And I was fighting to get out. I'm like, you guys are gonna let me out this house. I'm, my brother and my cousin can go anywhere. I can't. Because you're a girl. I'm a
3: girl, <laughs>
2: and I'm girl. stuck. And I'm like, no. So I became the best escape artist in the world. Mm. Yeah. I was at New Edition concerts. Are you Are not supposed to be there? I'll take that L when I get home. <laughs> I just, I was normally, I was used to taking the L when I got home. Did you get whoopings? Oh yeah, grounded. You take my phone. But my mother did some ill, Ill stuff. I had this New Edition jacket. I had got it. To the concert, it was ill. My mother said, okay I really hurt your feelings. You don't want to come home on time. You gonna do this?" She ripped the back of my jacket. That was worse than anything in the world. I'm like, my new edition jacket. Damn it! (laughs) I love that. That was my heart. And you're gonna. I can't imagine. I still got that jacket and with the rip in there, with the rip in the back. (laughs) and the boys finally signed i had bobby had got everybody to sign it and everybody signed it and i'm like it doesn't matter they can't see your back but (laughs) i look at the rip and it resonates back to that moment when i got in trouble that rip
1: But that's Mm -hmm. a good thing though that's a good thing because we miss that a lot of times these days yeah uh we don't challenge our children enough sometimes in these episodic Mm -hmm. events that we face so Mm -hmm. i think that's dope that she did that i hate i hate (laughs) it for you but i think it's real (laughs) dope you know what i'm
2: saying i still when i look at it i'm like (laughs) I'm still rocking I'm still
1: rocking Was there some things During that time Like did it Was any tragedy Of a strike When you was young Anything that you Can remember Or did everybody Just float through Because you hear So many stories About gang You know All the culture Out here on the west coast But if you was In a different place Then you was In a different place But were there times Or any times That you had Any tragedies To strike When you was a little girl Yeah because
2: you were Born and raised in LA right Yeah yeah. She know all about it it didn't, I mean, it, we, my grandmother, we, we were in Culver City.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, we, know we were COVID. on the
2: other side during that time. I mean, it wasn't any blacks in L, uh, Culver City. Right. I was probably the only black girl in my class, one or two for uh, six years, seven, eight years, You know, through wow. high school. So to, did you face racism then? Not really, it was a lot of Hispanics and they showed love. It okay. was never, I never experienced that. I felt like, um, you know, because I was a fly girl. My, it was very important for my grandmother that we went to school fly, hmm. and we would go down to Bullocks on the weekends. I would I had Gloria Vanderbilt every color. She wanted us to have the Ralph Lauren jacket jackets, trench coats, long socks. That I mean My grandmother kept us right, so I always looked better than the rest, so they didn't know where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. But I was it was a great upbringing. There was no tragedies. No. It was mom. You know, my mom and dad had divorced when we were uh, babies. Grandmother, grandfather was there, uncle was there, the village was there. Was there. So yeah. you say your mom and dad divorced? Yeah, they divorced when, when uh, yeah, we were, they were like 23 years old. Me, I'd have been one and two years old. But brother, was, your, was your dad still involved in your life? Not really, not really. He, he, he stepped away, he was young, mm-hmm. but then my stepfather came in when I was seven or eight years old. Okay. And it, that foundation was there. Okay. Wow. You know, it so was you there. was
1: able to transfer over. Did dad ever come back around any just to try to like, he, he, I want to see my daughter, you know, you, my, you, my,
2: me and my brother. He came around, but it was still because he had started. I think he, he started a new family mm-hmm. and my mom started her new found okay. life. So right. I felt like I didn't skip a beat because my grandfather was there. Like I had the best of the best the best Christmases, the best everything. So I felt like I didn't skip a beat. I get it. I
3: get it. I didn't
2: skip a beat. Like, the whole, my uncle was there. Everybody was there. My village was there. That's dope. So I felt like when I look at now with my dad and some things my brothers went through, I'm like, my mother knew what she was doing, you know, Mm -hmm. to move away at an early age.
0: But the things that I always say that, why I always ask people to make sure you know both sides of the family. Oh, yeah. Because there are traits that are embedded in your dna without you even being around that person yeah that all of a sudden when you start to get to know that person you're like oh that's why i'm like that yeah. that's why I do this and although you've never really hardly been around that person is it mm-hmm. something that this transfers mm-hmm. and then also for medical purposes yeah. if something you know is strong in their gene on that side yeah. that you need to when you go to the doctor you're like you know well my father has this or my grandfather on that side has that yeah. something you need to you know tell your daughter and so forth so those are the things that I definitely always tell people you need to know your family because
2: yeah my yeah. dad and I now I mean close is close my stepmom who he married after Close is close. Oh, awesome. We are all one big happy family. And my mother, my mother died in 04, but her and my her, my stepmom were able to have this amazing bond. Dum-dum. So every, everything came became full circle. I didn't know violence. I didn't know um, things. Uh, it was situations that led me to the other side dating men like that because i was supposed to be with a kappa and he's supposed to be a doctor that's what my mom planned but it they didn't know it was certain situations that led me that way and what situations are you talking about this when growing up and I, i remember one thing that resonated i think i was eighth ninth tenth grade and we were in westwood it was a westwood or marina del rey and someone they were snatching chains and i remember i had chains on and these guys came up to us and tried to rob us and the guy i was with ran Wow. Mm-hmm. and he was that he was the guy that you know you're supposed that to be wanted. with so he's a good yeah. family good guy everything
1: no backbone
2: he ran and it was one guy there that in a guy named Eric Martin, I love him to this day. Eric was mixed, he looked more on the white side, and he was small, and he stood up to these guys. My date was gone down the street. Mm. Gone
1: the kind your mom would have wanted. My you mother to be wanted
2: with. me with that guy, and I, at that moment, I'm like, I would never date a man who cannot protect me. Exactly, I want to feel protected because you want a thug you, in your life. Yeah, I gotta have somebody who's gonna stand up. You ran and left me in, right? What? Even, Anything could happen. Yeah, he ran, and I'm. This is young. I'm young at this point, point. and I'm like, and that, that, that right there, took me there.
1: So, yeah. so when you when you were when you were just a, a young, uh, a beautiful lady, I can only imagine them guys and, and, and being that you was in a, a place where there wasn't many blacks, Culver City at the time. You mm-hmm. was like a you was stand out. You know what I mean?
2: Was, Think about that it, for a second. No, but listen, when I'm in Culver City and there's no, there, I'm young, yeah. right? There's no anything? black guys around.
1: So being a pretty young thing, PYT. I was uh, you're
2: Being <laughs> at, at my elementary school, starting off, I was the only black there, so I was attracted. I didn't know anything about black guys at that point. Mm-hmm. You I was attracted like, to the white boys? I was liking the white boys. What? And, and, and the Hispanic boys, that's all I knew. And I remember, I'm growing up in Cobra City, so I got my Schwinn bike. I got my my little uh, uh, my radio, my boombox, my dolphin shorts, my Quicksilver. I was a surfer girl. I was a Vans girl. That's mm. what I knew.
3: Mm-hmm. That's all
2: I knew at that point. And music. I'm talking about Def Rock, Def Def No Def Leopard, all the rock groups. That's all I knew. And then I remember Michael Jackson came out, and they're like, "Oh, you're supposed to like Michael Jackson." I'm like, "Really, I am." And I had posters on my wall of all the stray cats and Oingo Boingo and Bananarama and Go-Go's. I'm a black, white girl because I didn't know anything different. The
1: Valley Girl thing was going on, too.
2: I was a Valley Girl. That's right. Oh, my God. The movie came out. And I'm like, uh, gag me with a spoon. (laughs) It was all about that. Right. And I didn't get to the black side until (laughs) until I got to. A uh, guy, junior high, and okay. that's where it got real. Oh. Mm. New edition came in. I'm like, let me take down these rock posters. I took them all down, <laughs> we replaced them. Bobby Brown and New Edition, and all oh, these guys are so cute in junior high. Oh my God, what was I thinking? Yeah. The black it men It kicked in Oh my god I was like Oh my god Can I want like, you, you You I was wow. deprived All these years And I am saying The white guys They were They were cool They were cool But my brothers Oh my brothers
1: Man So how did how was you When you met dad yes.
2: Oh god Okay
1: We gonna go there. I was
2: like Late teens 29th um, It was I was Cause I was I'm, I'm like Two years older than him Okay two. cool oh, Okay Yeah so He you know Snoop hooked us up And Snoop hooked y'all up Look this up But how did you meet Snoop? Okay So let's, uh, let's go Okay let's talk about Okay so yeah, My whole life to, Yeah Cause I got my first job At 15 years old At Nordstrom's Right Okay Cold. So I'm going to high school And working at Nordstrom And I kept that job For a long time And A girl named Tracy What were you doing at Nordstrom? Got, I started in children's shoes And I made my way up to The assistant buyer In salon shoes Wow okay. So Cold. clothing was around me mm-hmm. That I mean, it started down there, but it right, was around me. Right. And I met Tracy. She would come up there and I noticed this little fly black girl, young, spending money all the time. I'm like, okay. What's you doing? Yeah. Like what you, but you, I'm going to help you because I'm getting, you know, I make money off of, you off know, my commission sales, off right. of this. So we became friends. Mm-hmm. I give her discounts, became friends and she had just hooked up with Easy e She's a fly uh. girl. I'm like, okay, we live in the same neighborhood. We, we had a lot in common so we started hanging out and this is when her and Eric I get, they had just had Evie little girl Evie okay. and I became my best friend like we were thickest as thieves everywhere uh, Tracy was Kenya was Okay. met easy and
1: was this before Ruthless or during the time they were established
2: this is during Jerry Heller time Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. So you hit them right at that point we where you go
2: up there, and I remember we would go up to Jerry's office and get her child support all the time. I would go up, I would be there with her. I'm like, okay, we're going to, where are we going? We got to go up to Woodland Hills to go pick up my money, and I'm like, okay. So they
1: wasn't they together. They should have showed
2: you in the movie.
1: But they wasn't together, but they, was, they, but, but, they, but they took care of the baby together. Yeah. Oh, they were he, together off and on. Eric
2: was an, an amazing father to his children. Yeah. He, 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 he made sure they were right. He made sure the mother had a car, a nice house, nice clothes. I, I, I respected that about him.
1: Wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He, he cared.
1: He cared at an early age because he was young himself. He
2: was young. But
0: well, the thing I can't stand about the industry is the fact that, yes, you took care of, home, the kids, but you're not there because you have to work all the time. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, a lot of times I always say, money isn't everything. Spending time and quality time raising them is everything. But sometimes, some, some of the people who've been sitting where you are say, well, I gotta make the money. I know that the person who is raising them, yeah. I have all the trust in her yeah. to
2: make the right decision. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, here, these rappers, I mean, you <laughs> You have to understand these guys that are getting all this money they didn't have the women at first i mean some of them did they might have been drug dealers before but they're getting all this money and with that money comes all these women that they've never mm-hmm. ever ever had their egos are stroked they want the more they might have one quality woman and but they want it's it's quantity at this point you know so i, I look at easy easy's uh, it's all the women. I want all of them. I can't mm-hmm. spend time with everybody. You know, and mm-hmm. the women, be they accept this. Okay, well, I'm just the baby mama. I was never a baby. You know, I don't never look at myself as a baby mama. The baby mama. No, I got into this relationship with dads. I'm like, it... it we were hooked up. It was kind of like we dated. We went through every element together. We started off sleeping on my mother's floor because I had a home, but then he needed a home. Right. Then we started off with the, be- the, the one room apartment with the bed coming out the wall. And then we, then we went to the two bedroom, then we went to the three bedroom, then we went to the rental house, then we went to the buying of the house. We climbed that, at that whole thing together. We were broke together. We were starving students together.
0: So going back to, so Easy e you're around them. Mm -hmm. So
2: is that how you met Snoop? Yes. So Tracy, uh, you know, her and Eric were on and off. But she's good friends with, of course, Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. So they were still keeping contact. So Dr. Dre's leaving death row, I assume, at this point. I mean, not death row. He's leaving ruthless. Mm -hmm. And we're out. We're out over there by the Beverly Center, and I'm hanging out with Tracy and a girl named Carla, and we go meet up, up with, um, what do you call it, Dre and some of his friends. In walks Suge and this skinny boy, Snoop, and nobody would have ever recognized them. I mean, they were nobody at this point. You right. know? Of course. They weren't nobody, and we just all hung out, and... Everybody, the people were flirting, doing things, but I was in the corner doing my homework. I was at Cal State Northridge, and Chug took notice to me not joining in the party, smoking right. and partying and popping. I was in the corner, because I had my oceanography homework due the next day, and I, had, I wanted to hang out, but I had to get it done. Mm-hmm. So he took note of that. So the evening went on, and I needed to get home, and everybody was probably high, drunk, so, Suge was like, where you live at, girl? Where you live at? And I'm like, I live in Baldwin Hills. He said, all right, I'm gonna give you a ride home. Your friends, they're too drunk and hot. They were partying and I needed to get home. So, he gave me a ride home and he's like, you know. He didn't look very intimidating? No, I mean, he nice, nice shirt, you know. No, because I, I'm, from, I'm, I'm, I'm in Baldwin Hills You're at this point. It. So, okay. Culver City family moves to Baldwin Hills. Okay. So, I'm in the black Beverly Hills okay. at this point. So, no, he looks like every Everybody typical else. guy okay. around the neighborhood. He gives me a ride home and he takes notice. He said, so what were you studying? Whatever, he says, I admire that. You know, you should have been studying, and we became friends at that moment. I think he just took, I wasn't flirting. I wasn't hanging out. It was a lot of guys in the room, and quite frankly, I wasn't interested in them, you know? Mm-hmm. So Snoop ends up, I mean, we connect again at some point, but Snoop hooks me up with his cousin, he, and Daz is not, he hasn't, he's not down here yet. Daz's mother, um Or Roberts University. She was.
3: Aileen, right? Yeah, Uh, Aileen. Aileen.
2: I love that woman. Rest in peace. That woman was good to me. Um, She was out there, minister, doing, you know, raising her son in the Bible Belt of Oklahoma, moved, got out of Long Beach and said, I gotta take him away from this. I need him to be raised somewhere else. They settled in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Daz is down there. He learned the music. He learned the keyboards. He learned everything down there. He was a part of the church band. He it was every the foundation was made down there with music mm-hmm. for him, at a young age. But really down there with all the instruments. Um, Snoop gets a big deal. You know that deal comes of uh, the, the soundtrack comes. He's all over TV and all the family they come in from everywhere. Now. That's with mm-hmm. Death Row, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 it was kind of when Death Row was forming because they weren't they were, forming. They, they were forming at that point. Yeah. Daz was Snoop's most, uh, you know, that was the cousin, but he was talented. Mm. There was nobody else talented like Daz. And he probably
0: was level-headed. That's what he was looking at, too.
2: Snoop, I mean, he could have brought anybody. He has a big family, but he brought his cousin Daz. Daz was rapping, making music down there, Mm -hmm. and he brought his cousin along.
1: Wow, and, and so, so when you seen Dad, as soon as you seen him, you're like, I love this guy.
2: No. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> what did you what did you? Do? What was the first thing he said to you when he saw you? Well, I'm walking in, so I'm, 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 I'm going to break down the whole, okay, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Me and Tracy hop out, at her, Easy had got her this Acura Legend It was on some barbed rims. Let's that's go. what I had. Yeah, but oh I met yeah, yeah, That's you, what she hated. He, he not, hated it oh He hated God. it we I got her something I love that Oh my God We had our Dooney and Burks on We had our diamond earrings on Stepping out the car We was fly. I was going to meet my dude They didn't hook this up They didn't set it up
1: Oh, they set it up for you set it, knew. They
2: set it up We we coming over. Did it's, you see a picture of him Before you no. actually? So you didn't Snoop even know Snoop just said he, because there's no internet, there's nothing at this point. Okay. So he looks like me. I'm like, he looked like you, Snoop. He got curly hair, Snoop. <laughs> hair. I'm like, Snoop's hair was fly. I'm like, uh-huh. so I walk in and have this like, your man is here. Your, they're teasing me, Doctor Dre. Your man is here. It, it was a big deal that we're hooking up, and I'm like, why? So I seen him and. and you know, Daz gets mad at me. You you say I wasn't cute then, Daz. You were cute, but you weren't my. It, you didn't engage me. I was a fly girl at that point. <laughs> and you know, you would just you. You was to, shy. Yeah.
0: You was shy. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know what they always say? Well, you were too beautiful. You intimidated me.
2: I just expected. I, I don't. You know, my eyes were. You know, I'm I'm bowing hills, and I see a lot, and I've been around a lot. I know guys that like me. I know big drug dealers were liking me at that point but then I was like mm. so I I was kind of mad mm-hmm. I to say at least a I was, it was condescending
1: it was an anticlimactic event yeah. she thought it was going to be more than what it ended up being
0: and, and you point, know
2: he just granted you know he just moved down here and you know he didn't he didn't necessarily have the finer things in life right. at that moment you know I was working and flying and doing my thing and I was like absolutely not <laughs> You know, so I left so at that So did you? Point. I was about to say, did you walk out? I walked out, and Dr. drace teasing me, walking out. He says, "Your man's in there. You better go get him." I'm like, "Fuck oh, yeah. you!" They gas it. They gas it. They <laughs> it. And you know, no disrespect to Daz, but it, you know, I'm I'm a fly girl at that point, and I'm you know, I'm used to certain things. So how did he break through, Daz, honey? So I went back. I went back to dating my corny college boys at that point. I'm like, I'm just gonna stick to this. And I remember being on other dates with my college guys. okay, Dads would be blowing me up. Uh, They're going to kill us at the studio. You got to come and get us. Anything that would frighten <laughs> me to come and get him from the studio, he would call me up. You got to come and get us. There's some stuff going on up here. You don't want nothing to happen to us, do you? And he just worked, he worked through them channels to get me to pick <laughs> him up, to take him, to come pick him up. He's like, I'm about to work this girl. You're going to be my girl. And he worked it out, you know, and How long I, did I, it couldn't, take? I couldn't, I couldn't, Maybe a couple months. Okay. You know. He kept on latching to He was relentless on Kenya, baby. He was on it. And I'm like, oh, God. And I would, this guy, this poor guy I will always be on a date with, I will have to say, I got to leave right now. You know, I got to go pick up. I will always have to leave this, just one particular guy. And he was like, you know what? I give up. I mean, if you want to go with those, those gangster guys, those you can go with those gangster guys. <laughs> okay? And. Eventually, it worked out. I remember uh, every song resonates where I was. And I remember Shantae Moore, Precious, was out at that point. I'm like, yeah, it was, I'm like, that was Dad's album at that point. It was all, it was him. Mm -hmm. And we worked it out. I I remember being with him the first time in Vegas when the first person noticed who he was. Because he was nobody. And then next thing, somebody was like, aren't you that's snoop's cousin from the dog pound i remember and i'm like oh now they're noticing you
1: oh they. and oh, that's when the ego out. went oh he started getting fly didn't
2: he oh i got fly mm-hmm. when the people took note they got fly he, he
1: started got, he, had, he had to move with the group you
2: wanted a fly guy yeah. no but you know the ego and all that it comes with it it came with it and you know that you know we but he still did the things at home? He still, Dad's would always go back. How do we to get his, to
1: your How did we get to your house? Like, how do y'all even get to you and him living together?
2: But we, like I said, we start. We took stairs, uh, stair steps. We started After two with months, a, three months. No, 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 no. It took a long time. I mean, this is a year. That's a what two, I thought. And then this is here. Here's the climax right here, you guys. My mother, I, I had a, I lived with them, and Dad's would always get in trouble because he would come try to come and pick me up every night. After the studio time And he would hunk by my window And my parents would get infuriated So I remember dad said We're not going to go through this no more Mm -hmm. No more You're going to move out with me now You're going to move with me I'm going to come and pick you up tomorrow night I'm going to toot the horn and get all your stuff
1: (laughs) How old were you at this time?
2: I mean, I 20, mean, 19, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Yeah. What did your parents say? I escaped at two o'clock in the morning. He tooted the oh. horn. I had my all my bags in my hand, and I've never been home since.
1: Wow.
0: What did your
2: parents say? That's the part I'm like, they, I would have been furious. I.
1: They could see it coming. He they wasn't. They could like, see
2: it coming because we were uh, every but a better
0: way, like mom. I they gotta go.
2: you were call. getting on me. You're gonna you, you're gonna respect this house. You're not gonna be leaving at two o'clock in the morning. Mom, I'm dating a guy that. Two o'clock in the morning is where this is where it is. I mean, we in the studio all day. They got this chronic. You could album have left going. that next day no, and we, be like, mm-mm. you know, see you we, later, ma. We went. I left my car at the house. I got in that car. We moved to Woodland Hills and never the rest went home. History. That was the, the rest mm. was history. And our our apartment, we lived in this. Okay, so that Snoop's first. He, they had a rat infested apartment first with all <laughs> of them first in Hollywood. But now we're moving on. Snoop is moving on up. Everybody else is still mediocre. Um, they moved Snoop into the Summit, and the Summit was an exclusive townhouse uh, place in Woodland Hills. Like all the people lived there. Like Brian McKnight was Snoop's neighbor. Okay. But they moved us, or the other side, where the beds still the beds were coming out the walls, and everything <laughs> was all in one room. You know, uh-huh. Daz and Corrupt had to follow. What I mean, uh-huh. hey, Snoop was a star. Let me ask you
1: right. this. I, I want to go back a little bit because uh-huh. it was two one three before it was uh-huh. before they even went to just Snoop and the Dog Pound. Two
2: one three uh-huh. really in high school.
1: Correct. So yeah. was 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 Daz still in Oklahoma when it was two one three? Oh was, yeah, because he's yeah he's in, what I thought. Yeah,
2: he's he's in Oklahoma because that's high school time. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that, I get it. So Warren uh-huh. G, Nate, Dog, and and Snoop had this bun. Yeah, they and, they're
2: the ones that they, they got discovered first. So of course Dr. Dre and people know what they're brother their brothers only by marriage um correct dre's mom married warren's dad yeah and they were brothers by marriage so how that two one three started you know or or they were two on three but then they gave uh dre the tape in hopes of getting a deal
1: i remember saying that.
2: yeah but snoop was the only one dre wanted
1: I, yeah i could see that though But he will fly
2: he, did, he, he didn't want the group he wanted snoop he plucked him out i'm gonna take him but everybody else stays there
1: But Snoop knew how to get in there and maneuver and bring his whole vision to life. Snoop brought everybody. Mm -hmm.
2: His first apartment, man, it was about 16 of them living there. That's D.O.C., that's Half Dead, that's Ty Tycus, that's Lil' C-style, Big C-style, Corrupt. Oh God, Warren G. Let me ask Nate you Nate uh,
1: stop. What, no, uh, I gotta stop. I wanna I wanna ask you, was this the DOC with the voice or without the voice? This is
2: without the voice, because remember he already he that, got right. into it before he was already he was NWA when he got into that correct, accident. Correct. Yeah. So okay. he, this is this is Tracy without the voice. Yeah. yeah. And was Snoop
0: um girlfriend back then, which is his wife now, yeah. was she there as well? She was there. Wow. Shantae's
2: been uh I met her when she was seventeen and mm-hmm. Snoop uh instructed me to put her under my wings and Shantae stayed with me at my house a lot uh, my mom's house taught her how to drive her first stick I used to let her at 17 without a license uh, she would drop me off at work pick me back up Um, I would go up to her high school which is Long Beach Poly pick her and all her friends up because I'm older Mm -hmm. than them so I go pick them up after high school and they be with me so they didn't wow. have no kids
1: or nothing at this time. Uh-uh. No mm-hmm. kids. They were just together just and
2: they together. loved each other. Oh God, love. That I was love. Smooth. I love their relationship because yeah, they are very transparent. Right. Yeah. I
0: look, they're very transparent, but I love the fact because being in the industry, I was looking at them. Not only them, but looking at a lot of actors, actresses who are actually together. Because a lot of these relationships don't last. They come together, they break up, they move on to somebody else. Because it's hard, whether because of infidelity or trust or money or whatever, it breaks up these families. And I'm like my hat's go off to a lot of, like Denzel like um, Angela Bassett like certain people who well, been not married getting,
1: we we're get in this rap thing for a like, very uh, long
0: time well, and kept he, it together you got to say
1: LL yeah. Cool J right uh ja- I love ja- Jaru. uh mm-hmm. these people are still with their, with, their Snoop, with the people who they was with
0: they've been together forever mm-hmm. and i'm like how do they make that work how do mm-hmm. they do it when so many cans
2: yeah but yeah. It, but it's a lot i mean i, I <laughs> The rap life is no joke, you guys. It's no joke because women, it's a whole another level of relentlessness. I mean, I've been at tables and girls have come up and tried to sit on people's laps and stuff. It, I mean, relentless. It was no respect because the one these women in the '90s, they wanted what you had, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And no, you had the, it. and
2: they wanted. They by all means necessary. I mean, I had girls had around me. Up? Oh man, I mean,
1: Daz, you better you know damn oh, no, well they
2: knew, but the, but they them girls knew me because. I was going to come and get you. I mean, mm-hmm. me and you my squad scared. was going to show up, and you better, you better exit the back door when we, when we come. But you but, have to be like that. But then, you know, aside from the women, dude, you the one to start all this stuff. You bringing all these women and telling them God knows what. I had to flip it because I'm like, he probably told these women we're not together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I stopped blaming it on these women because these girls don't know me. They're doing their job. You know, as being with groupies, whatever they are, they're doing their job. You know, you have to have respect for me, you know? And some women could stay. I'm too fly to stay with something like that. I don't do that. I mean, if you, you're you not gonna embarrass me. When you, the embarrassment comes in, you're on your own. Well,
0: when you think about some of these men who's never had that attention before, never oh, yeah. had that money before, yeah. sometimes it gets to their head to know that um, certain women of certain status and certain caliber yeah. actually paying them attention now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, so.
2: but the women, honest. Uh, Honestly, the women were below our belts. I mean, mm. my, my main problem was that, how you going to go from first class to coach? I mean, I used to tell dads, I'm like, let me hook you up with a bad bitch. I mean, <laughs> please, because what you're bringing is not that trash. Right. I mean, it's, it, it's embarrassing me. Make me feel some kind of way, because when I stepped out, when, when it was Kenya season, oh, I brought the noise. But you know what men
0: would say? Men would say that they date. Or not even date, but they mess with, you know, below because it's not that they're going to leave you to go to that person. Yeah. They're staying home. Yeah. So that's what some men would say.
1: Yeah. When you, when you think about it, Joe, the, the whole movement during that time, yeah. it was a different time. Um, when you look at, I, I want to go back to Easy a little bit because R.I.P. to Easy. Yeah. He was a, he had to be somewhat of a great businessman. He to deal with that at such a young age, right? Yeah. So you've seen the Tracy coming in, buying all this stuff because she had afforded it through Easy's, and and yeah. and and just that's crazy. So Jerry Heller, was he real open with the money, or was he tripping with the money, or did you ever see a time where 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 because he's a, he's a guy, white guy, Jew. Uh, he's a businessman.
2: Yeah, but the, but the thing about it here is the businessman. A lot of those guys take it too far and they're protected over money that's not theirs. And that's what I'm seeing in him. Like, you're protecting money that's not yours. You know, if, if this man is out making babies, then he has to take care of them. It's not your job to dictate what these kids have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this man went out and got these babies, mm-hmm. this man is conducting this relationship. It's not your money. And I just seen that he, you know, was protecting this man's money probably for his benefit.
1: Yeah, just the way the movie kind of showed right. it, yeah. As well, did you ever like when you and Easy would give me something that Easy and you, you know, something that happened between you and Easy—a conversation or just something that stuck with you that happened with you and Easy?
2: Yeah, you know what? With Tracy, we were always on weekends because uh, Easy stayed in the summit too. Okay, but he was there before Snoop got there. Okay, and every other weekend Tracy would stay out there that was her place and I would stay there with her and it was just amazing I'm like all his all his stuff his clothes were there and I'm like wow damn he's really looking out for her
1: wow
3: you
2: know he
1: really locking in
2: and I remember going over uh, Mrs. Wright's house and Eric's two kids Eric and Erica They were Baby Younger at that point And they were there And uh, Mrs. Wright Used to take care of the kids And we used to go over there Tracy had a great relationship With his whole family And I remember her Being so kind And Eric This was You know He was just Out there You know A ladies man
1: Let me ask you this When he caught When he was uh, When he got uh diagnosed with well the AIDS thing happened and he was gone to me yeah. being in Texas it seemed like when it happened it was just that quick yeah. was it that way for real or mm-hmm.
2: it was I remember we hearing about it and next thing you know I hear Tracy calling me from the hospital that Eric was dead and out me and I was with dads and corrupt and everybody broke down crying I mean we were all you know we had our tips but nobody wanted him to be dead like it got real at that point like he's dead and AIDS So, we didn't know what to think. I'm like, how does he die from AIDS? And he's a ladies' man, and he don't like guys. Like, that was a homosexual disease at that point. So, I'm like, that that didn't sit right with me, because I'm like, nah, something something happened. You know, something happened to him.
1: That's what I'm saying, because it it was rumors, and and it was just a rumor. Uh, They showed a clip on Arsenio Hall all the time about... Uh, Suge Knight and saying about he stuck him with some with, you know, shoot him with a little easy e. Yeah. I know you heard this.
2: I've heard it a million times. Okay, <laughs> well, how
1: do you how do you Because you was in the midst yeah. of the whole situation. Right. Do you think that was just an accusation? That was this cap. He was you just see what I'm fun. saying? He having fun. Yeah, it's character.
2: He did you look on his face, he was having fun. You know, I think easy, whatever happened to him was bigger than all these local black people. It was okay. bigger than that. It was bigger than that. I mean, uh, it was something bigger. Most black people can't pull that off. They're not thinking on that level at that point. Come on, you guys. I mean, it was bigger. Something happened, but I think it was on a much larger scale. Yeah, Maybe a blood
1: transfusion or something something like that. Something like that.
2: Something could have happened. It could have happened at the
1: hospital. It could have happened anywhere during that time. I think it was just
2: something that happened that, you know, because you don't know. I mean, maybe you needed blood. Maybe you gave blood. You don't know. Maybe you got a tattoo. Who knows at that point? But I I don't But Sure, that's funny. He's just I having did, fun.
1: Yeah, I just, I had to bring it up because it's such he a... He can't even a,
2: think on that. I'm like, dude. On that level, no. like, you're
1: not even that fly to do that.
2: Gadget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody was thinking on that level at nah. the time, but he made that, he made that when he said that, it's like, damn, I how would shocked. even think like that no. back during that time. He had to be a, a thinker to even say that, though. Sure, smart yeah.
2: guy. I mean, college guy is smart. Came, mother and father... uh was still married until his mother, rest in peace, passed away. She was uh, uh, the cheerleader, he was the quarterback. He came from a solid family that. Mar- were married for 55, years. So they, were years. they, wow. they weren't
1: gang-affiliated or nothing before no. him? No! So Shug he just came up with this on his and where own.
2: Where
0: did he get that? Because when I think about Suge Knight, for me being so green, as they say, that I don't know nothing about nothing, no. when you hear about Suge, you hear about this guy who's this big old thug, and he's so intimidating,
2: and he gets anything you want. And the movies make him want. look like that, yeah. too. Mm-mm. That's how I saw him. Mm-mm. He was the... He was, that was the image that came, you know, maybe after football. But, no, he was the youngest had two older sisters he was the baby he went to school he went to college he followed you know the protocol protocol Mm -hmm. but you know what happens when money comes i mean you know different things happen now he grew up in compton so he's he knows all the people around there like you can grow up there and be affiliated and not be a game banker right he knew everybody So when Death Row came, you know, and and let's take it back, he's bodyguarding, so he's learning the game, Bobby Brown bodyguarding, this person bodyguarding, he learned the game. And, you know, he knew the the game, he had some gangster mentality because he grew up in that. Mm -hmm. So it was easy to, you know, take the image, you know, and roll with it.
0: Wow. I got a question. So um,
2: with you having that new edition jacket that got ripped, Mm -hmm.
0: when was the first time you actually met new edition and how?
2: Okay, so, 89. Mm -hmm. Uh, Backstage, concert. um, uh, God, it was, uh, they always, Greg Mack, let's take it back, because Greg Mack of the Wave, it's a radio station. He used to run um, the big radio station here in L.A. called KDAY. It was the first radio station that brought rap. Mm
3: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. every
2: week, uh, they would have high school, junior high high schools, come up there and represent their high school. So, of course... coming up there you know so when i used to come up there greg took a liking to me he was like my big brother and let me come up there every week Mm. represent my high school and i met everybody so greg is the one that got me tickets to the concert there you know and got me my jacket got my tour jacket and got, got to meet the guys so here's the crazy thing about it all right during that time because I went to a couple New Edition concerts but one particular time I took uh, Kim uh, Kim Etheridge Kim Etheridge is the sister to Bobby Brown's wife now Alicia wow so Kim and I went and we had to bring Alicia because every concert me and Kim grew up in Culver City together we were Culver City girls Alicia was maybe four or five years younger than us so we would always have to babysit her Mm -hmm. and Alicia would always be with us we went backstage and who would who would have thought that little Alicia would be marrying Bobby Brown? Right. Alicia was on the Rump Shaker video. She was the girl who played the horn. She went to. Um, so they knew each other for a very long they time. They knew each other. Then she became Macy Gray's manager and she, ultimately Bobby's manager. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that was there when Bobby and Whitney were getting married, and Bobby went in the bathroom and hid in the bathroom because he didn't want to come out. And she's the one that talked him into coming out the bathroom to get married that day. So. They've been friends forever. Mm. And then that's been my little sister since she was uh, eight years old. She got in her, fir- her first bike wreck with me. I had her on the handlebars, and we got hit. Something like, in Colder City. <laughs> so full circle. I mean, my girls, we grew mm. up with, and still friends to this day. Were you ever friends with Whitney as well? No. Didn't no. Never, never had met Whitney. Never had met Whitney.
1: I want to just ask about... Uh, i i guess i'm gonna get back into death row the death row thing is something else because that was a big that was a big deal this is where the money came when i say money this was crazy money at that time for the time we was in you know what i mean and dad's he's uh he's he's doing his business you know what i mean and he's over there like you just explained but i mean We've interviewed so many people that didn't have the financial aspect of this thing situated, just like Jerry Heller was able to yeah. do things with easy. Yeah. Um, how was his uh, uh, business sense during that time for, to be such a young guy? Yeah. For you, you know, you was in the midst of it.
2: Yeah. Daz was learning. I mean, I think we were all learning as we were going, and he depended on me to, you know, like on the house side to, you know, tell him about how you buy a house. Uh, okay. How, you know, how we get a loan. Um, you know, closing. Um, when we buy a house, the things we need to do. You know, so we, I knew from grandmother, you know, owning houses, my mom and all that. Right. So I was able to bring that. And we kind of learned together. He didn't know much about it. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought.
2: Nothing. He, didn't, he didn't know about the finances. He didn't know when he signed. I think he signed, him and Corrupt signed their deal for $5,000. He didn't know. Wow. And he didn't know. But. Think about that $5,000, that $5,000 turned into millions, millions and millions, millions and millions of dollars. That boy, I remember, I had never in my life, up to that point, seen a million dollar check come in, and come in, and come in. <laughs> I had never, I had never, people asked me about Defro, and I've never seen a record label in the world, and I've been around different people, different labels. Um, that their artist family lived as good as we did. I've never seen that. We lived good.
1: Yeah, when you look at him and just the way He's structured, you know. He would. T- I heard him say him and Suge would get into fights, you know, far as uh, you know, little scuffles or whatever. No. Was this a true statement?
2: No, he meant Suge. So he, so is Shug he? Is, is a he? Big boy. There's nobody going up against Suge. It's hundred. So that's, so that's cap. Yeah, Daz just means well. You know, he just. He, <laughs> I, I had to ask. He's, he means well. He just. Um, that's that's shock value for the cameras. Yeah, but they weren't fighting.
1: So they was all. It basically was it is. Was it as crazy as the movie depicted as far as when you would go to the studio? Hell yeah. Meaning the way, they, give me some times in that studio where you was like, what the hell is yeah, going on? It,
2: what the hell is going on is that every, every, every time, you know, and I was nosy. And one thing about Suge, here we go. Suge did not allow all the other baby mamas or well, I'm a, a exes, girlfriends, whoever, he didn't allow them around. He allowed me to come. Wow. I don't know. Because he made he always made sure Dads understood that I knew her first before you. <laughs> I met her first before you, so that's the you know that's my home. Which is big. He yeah, he made it very clear. So when the other girls weren't allowed to come, I was allowed to come. Wow, I got to come to everything, and a lot of them didn't. Did that's he ever have Jude. a crush on you? No, she didn't. He didn't like me like that. <laughs> I think he just took me under his wings because I, he was. Sharitha and him were married
0: yeah
1: Sharitha
2: and he had a type she has a type it was okay. never he his mother had a nickname for me like they I was their little cousin sister, sister. Mm-hmm. and I think he took it upon himself to protect me from because he 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 felt there was some innocence there and it's like you she gotta be done right right cause after me and dad split up he's like I'm going to hook you up with somebody very nice. He's going to be a gentleman. So he took... Did he? He, he tried. And, it. you know, he, for, <laughs> the first person, I mean, after, you know, during that time, dad's... Were you married to dad? Common law. So people don't... Okay. So the ju- when we separated, the judge looked at it as a marriage because we had been together. So assets and all things got split oh. as we were married because it was common law. You okay. know? How did that but, affect him? He didn't... It didn't affect him until his friends got in his ear there because Daz didn't care about looking out for me. Daz didn't care about me traveling with him. He didn't care. It was only when his boys got in his ear. Heck, yeah, you had a child yeah. for him too. You don't you don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing this. So when they got in his ear, that's when things went away.
1: I, w- I don't want you to divorce him just yet you know i wanna go back into the, the uh i wanna go back into when you guys were together and I'm, i i want i'm just trying to understand how like like you guys were together when the when 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 the trailer got shot up in uh in Absolutely. new york yeah uh, you guys were together when Snoop's place got shot up. Yes. So that, I want to talk about those times. The, 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 the New York incident came before the song came. New York, yeah. New York, big city, a dream.
2: Yeah. The you know the Snoop the Snoop came. I mean that's the that's their that's their second apartment on Benton. So they had the the first apartment which was the dog pound and all it was a rat infested place down in, in Hollywood they all lived there. Mm-hmm. But now you're moving into an apartment and you have Daz has a room, Snoop's has a room, and Sharitha lived next door. Mm-hmm. So we're moving, everybody's moving up. It's baby steps. Yeah, It's growing. Death Row is growing. It's still not there. Um, Daz didn't get a car at that point. Snoop got his first car, because first, the first car was my Honda Accord. So that car was the, the main vehicle. Right. Then Snoop got the Jeep. Then eventually, Shug gave his old van to Daz. So we're everything was baby steps. Yeah. It was never... You're just blessed with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really had to be in love with him to hang in there because yeah. there was no money. I was giving them money half the time. I mean, I worked at Nordstrom and worked. I remember giving them $50 to go get food in their refrigerator. There was not a lot of money mm-hmm. because, the, you know, at that point they're not making money. They still have to pay for their studio time. There's still things that have to be paid for. They have to recoup, so there's still not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I'm sticking by him. I mean, I like this guy right now. Um, I might be getting used in a sense, I don't know, but I like him, so I'ma roll with him. You grew into loving him. I grew into it, and when I loved him, I loved, I loved that boy, it was nothing that nobody could do.
0: And with that love comes betrayal, comes everything else. Oh God, heartache, And betrayal. Heartache. Oh, okay, God. and now, you know, back then, people didn't talk about mental illness as much. They're talking about it now. But I know that you had to ha- go through a lot of mental oh
2: states God. then. I look at pictures, and God, I was going through so much hell. Because I could look at the pictures, and I was skinny as hell. And I'm like, dang, I was going through so much hell at that point.
0: Tell me something hell. that you went through with Daz that was... You can't even get off the top of your head oh right now. Oh, my God. Okay. One thing that stands out
2: to oh you. Oh, God. It was Valentine's Day one year. We're in the big house, and we planned on going to the House of Blues. It was, God, it was somebody. Pl- Tina Marie was playing. Mm-hmm. So, Trey D, his wife, uh, it was another couple, and we were meeting at my house. Limo picking us up. Everything is good. Everybody's there. Dad's never showed up. Never came back home. Wow. You started crying. I was like... No, I was, it was, I was angry, you know, the anger is building, like, how fucking dare you? And this is when, you know, the groupies are coming along and, you know, he's, the groupies or whoever, they're there, and I'm like, how do you do this? We have this great big house, we have all this, and you're, that's when not coming home and I'm out there doing whatever I got to do out in the streets started taking place, and I'm like, my mother's like, why are you worried about that? Let it, let it go. Continue doing you, but it, it kept escalating to the point where we were, you know, it was. It, it, we we were about to we were tear. Dad's never put hands on anybody, but he loved to tear my cars up. He he, he was a king of that. He's like you mm-hmm. know he would never. He was a he's a man of men. He didn't do that, but. He would tear some cars up. See, that's ripped, what I was going to ask you. Have, you. have off? y'all ever had physical Ooh, altercation? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. That, uh, the police knew our house very well up at Silver Lake. They knew it very, very well. Because, you know, I wanted, I wanted a relationship. I wanted what my family had. And then I was getting the total opposite. These guys didn't know at that point how I'm to navigate to be, a relationship. Yeah. They didn't know. I, I've only seen a relationship. I've seen marriage. I've seen this. But I'm trying to emulate my family. And I can't. I can't get this guy to do right. He won't do right. He's just out there and all of them are out there, everybody, but everybody's cool with it. I'm not.
0: Did you ever feel like you should have listened to your mom and dated correctly? Oh God, yes. To so I was just,
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, damn. I mean, I remember we had this big old house, this big giant house and I, I said, I hate this house. People would dream. I have money in my pockets and bank accounts, and I hate it all. I wanted to go back to where we started. I said, I wish we can go back to when we had nothing because that was the best time.
0: I love the fact that you're saying all of this because you have so many women or young girls, teenagers, who are looking at these celebrities and want to be their wives, want to be their girlfriend. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the cost. I've heard even some say, I don't care if they go out here and mess with this girl or that girl as long as
2: I'm the wife, as long as I'm the one that he's coming home to. No, you don't feel that way. Your heart is broken. In twenty different ways, because you remember when there was nobody, and now there's somebodies. There's these women that see what I have, and they are working very hard to get it by all means necessary. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you could do.
1: Did Snoop ever? Uh, he he probably mind his business. Yeah. That being dad's is his cousin. No, he Did, didn't. He got <laughs> in y'all business.
2: I mean, if it, it put the because whole it's his
1: first cousin.
2: Yeah. If, if if dad's is mad at me, Snoop is mad at me. Too. He's no. mad at you too. Corrupt is the only one that.
1: Now corrupt from the East Coast. Yeah,
2: yeah. Corrupt, remain my friend. I mean, I. I mean, it, it'll happen to this day. Like, if Dads ain't talking to me, he ain't talking to me either. But so Snoop, Snoop basically
1: get upset with you when Dads is upset with you. He yeah, ride, he with, his ride with his
2: cousin. He, he gonna ride with his cousin. But you know, it's corrupt is neutral because well,
1: give me an incident to where you. Oh knew incident you No, know, like when he just said, you know, I'm not talking to you, and you try to holler at him or something, uh and y'all were going through y'all thing. Give me an instant, uh, instant.
2: Oh God! I think when they got him and Shantae got married, and me and Dad's were going through something at that point, he was messing with somebody, and dad got to go to the wedding. I didn't. Damn. And I was. Yeah, you were. I was with rolling Shanta. with me. That was. That was my girl. This is right. my partner, but.
1: What did she say? Was she
2: mad at you, too? She just kind of... So, they always kind of was quiet and stayed out the so way. So, she didn't mess okay. with it. Didn't get, didn't get too... So how did y'all talk
1: deep? again, like, when y'all came together after they was we, married?
2: Oh, God. I mean, we... I was there. I mean, at all her births, I mean, I was always there with her. Her so first you, child, I was there. Second child, third child, I was there with her. And we kind of always navigated around that it. to each yeah, other. That's you know? dope. That's dope. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, I think, you know, when my mom died, we weren't speaking at that point. It was something... I don't know what happened it was probably something very trivial but when my mom died I really got to see you know people's true feelings and she was there at my mother's funeral and stayed there to make sure the flowers were right and made sure that the mausoleum like she took time. time. Snoop's father was there. Daz's mother was there you know. Reggie Wright was there. Suge tried to get out of jail but he couldn't. Sharitha Knight was there and it Dads was there. This and showed the love that people yeah, have for you. Yeah, we all might go through stuff, but then when it's all said and done, we're going to come back. you family. Yeah. Shantae's grandmother died about four or five years ago. I was there. It was nothing. Gonna nothing. stop you from going. And I talk to Shantae's mom all the time. I mean, we all still have love. I mean, we all might have our own individual problems, but if somebody going to screw with you? Oh, we're still going to ride. Sharita's my friend to the end, Suge's ex wife she was there for me when my mom died and, and after you know people are there when it happens but i'm talking about after mm-hmm. and when i say after suga and sharitha rode that whole ride out with me in big u i mean i went through hell people didn't know it was hell i mean my mom died of a heart attack in front of me out of nowhere at a party and that fucked me up and sharitha in front, w- of, you? In front of me Wow. and sharitha didn't go nowhere suga wouldn't go nowhere big u wouldn't go nowhere and that's why I care about those people so much because when it's all said and done, they will still ride with me. Right.
1: So your mom, she didn't show no signs of anything. How old
2: was she? She was only 58.
1: And basically what? Wow. Well, kind of give me a... Smoking.
2: 35 years.
1: so, mm-hmm. so whole when, year, when, her life. When it happened, yeah, where were you guys? It was at a party.
2: Yeah, it was at a... Um, it was at one of her... She was an esthetician for the stars, so she would uh, take care of... Uh, when Kevin Hart first moved down here, my mother took care of his skin. Bernie Mac... She had a room at her salon just for him and would go up on set and take care of his skin, uh, go to Jamie Foxx's house. My mother took care of everybody in the industry Alex mm-hmm. Thomas, Regina King, uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. Esthetician. And it broke everybody's heart at that point wow. because Kevin Hart, his wife at that moment, they were all very close to her. Alex mm-hmm. Thomas. I mean, when I see Alex Thomas now, every time he sees me, like, I that's can't. a comedian. Yeah, yeah he yeah, said you look, mean, look like look, your mama. Any he's on schedule to come today? Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. He'll be here today.
2: Yeah. Uh, Alex, yeah, Alex, Alex. He he loved my mom, and my mom loved him. Regina King. I mean, those were all my mom's people. Wow. Dad's, wow. Dad's took my mother, death, hard, harder than everybody. I mean, I'm like, you. <laughs> he took it hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, wow. it was because
2: my mother loved him. Wow. She protected him. I mean, even when we were going through madness, I'm not getting in the middle of it. I love him. I helped raise this boy, and nah y- y'all go through that mess
0: how did you get to a mental space after experiencing that um trauma having her pass away right in front of you God. how did you um how did you get over it
2: and how long did it take you to get oh, God. over? It? Um, of year, so after she died i was on one right and i began every day sugar was like he, he gave me a big old party he was trying hard him and big U were trying hard to keep me sane and i would I was with them every day, like in the car. I remember rolling in the bin. Suge driving, Big U, Pini Pablo, we just just roll out, roll out. And I, it came to a point where I'm like, I've got to get up out of here. And I made the decision a year later after my mom passed to move to Atlanta because it was too many reminders. Mm-hmm. I go up on movie sets. I'm working on Girlfriends at that time, and everybody knew my mom. So everywhere I turn, I miss your mom, I miss your mom. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be able to get over I don't this wanna here. Hear this. <laughs> I want to go somewhere where nobody knows my name. Right. So Suge Knight was like, all right, you're going down to Atlanta. You know, he's still my, my p- protector. And he says, I'm a, when you get down to Atlanta... Um, if you have any problems down there, because you're going down there by yourself, you're going to call my boy Meech. And he's down there, and Meech is from Big BMF. Meech, yeah. mm-hmm. And he's like, that's my boy, if you have any problems. And I think by the time I moved down there, everything had all uh, kind of went to smoke at that right. point.
1: BMF got dissimulated. And I'm like,
2: oh, don't have nobody down here, look out. <laughs> so, but uh, my whole time in, in Atlanta, that whole, whole eight years, Big U and his wife. Hands down, Big U, his wife, his her mother, his mother, they will always come down there to check on me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: His sons went to Tuskegee. One of the sons, they would they were like a fixture in my life. They they were part of my healing. You know, Suge would call me up. Part of my healing. Sharitha would come and see me. Part of my healing. Daz lived down there. Oh, he was he, down there. Yeah. So he moved down there before yeah. you did. He was yeah. down there. He was. Yeah. He still. He's, he he lives down there at this point. Yeah, but that's right. His mother, Daz's mother, was the. The biggest inspiration to me. I remember you saying that earlier. I love that woman to no end. She, it don't get no bigger than a real woman. I think
1: I want to. I want to go back to Trey D. I didn't get that out of you about him and Snoop's fallout and you know just them basically. then his his place getting shot up. Shot up. I need some. What was going on at that time? And if the, if he was with you, I I mean, Trey D. Basically, you said they all came. Y'all, I would be like family. Trey D. was how family. did they end up falling out?
2: I think it was over money, you know, because business practices were not run right at that point, you know. Yeah. And I, I, you know, with Trey, he, Trey D. He doesn't bother anybody. He's a hundred percent about his business. And yeah. I wasn't there when that happened, but you know, just it was over money
1: it had to be about and money and this boy
2: wanted to eat because it's kind of hard when you're around people that are eating good and you're barely getting by like when you see the straight out of compton part of the movie and i worked on that and i just remember that scene just reading that scene and you driving away in the bins and eating well and steaks and we barely getting home that's how trey d felt mm-hmm. he was coming from a place he didn't he so just wanted to eat.
1: When So were you talking, to when his place got shot up, were you talking to Daz at this time? And how was that?
2: Daz, I mean, <laughs> Daz just found everything funny all the time. I mean, you know, everything was just funny. You know, he'll, he'll exaggerate it. You know, he Daz, for the most part, because, you know, he's still in Long Beach. He kind of stayed out of that. I mean, that's yeah. his cousin. But then he's still his roots in Long Beach. So I think Daz and Corrupt, during those times, he let... The, the homie love came in like we gotta stay out of it, you
1: know. But you gotta think about it though. He did "Murder Was the Case" and all these different things, and mm-hmm. uh, a, a gangster party with yeah. Tupac. You yeah. Know? Uh, that was that was Daz, right? The producer production produ- of that.
2: Daz produced like maybe seven songs on there.
1: So how was it? How was it when 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 Pot comes? Tupac comes out of jail. Uh, I don't even know I think Shug got him out or something I, He I'm, sure I'm did a, Shug went got Tupac out and he signed the death row and, and they come out with California love it looked like these niggas having a great time he, he How was out. that whole situation when you first met he, Pac?
2: He got him out so first off Daz was writing Pac while he was in jail because he okay. would, he would write and I remember I was sent off the letter and um, Pac got home and you know we were all so excited we were we were genuinely excited we were. I don't know how the top tier felt because we didn't you know, this big dog they're putting all this money in his yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: but Daz, they're both Gemini's, I mean, him and Pac, so Daz was excited and Pac knew this guy was writing him so I, I see a list of producers he wanted on his album, of course Daz is one and maybe LT Hudden and maybe Battle Cad, and um, you know, all those guys um, it's feeling good at this point, Pac is home but then he's moving people out the way, and you kind of see the shift. Like, like Dr. Dre, he immediately got out of there. That was yeah, his opportunity. He, he wanted to go. I mean, that was
1: funny though because he was like Dre, Dre, Dre uh, without old oh, gay ass Dre or something during that time. This is what yeah. Pac said. Yeah. You remember this time? Like, but before that, he was rocking with him on California Love, and they yeah. like they were having the best time. But this damn Pac could flip it in a minute, right?
2: Yeah, he was rolling with you know Shook's, Gay, Jerry's a but good I know guy, I'm just saying you know. the way he was yeah. he was riding. Yeah, I mean he gonna ride, and that's what you do with your homies. Yeah, I'm riding with my homie. Mm-hmm. I easy when he would do Tracy wrong, I'm on his head. I
1: heard the interview when y'all I'm was on, on that head. radio station. What was I'm that his, all about?
2: I mean, well, they you called was crazy, right? Yeah. You that was the young you. Yeah, I want the, I want to smoke because you. <laughs> did my girl wrong you out there on my own? how do y'all
1: get on the you radio at fight. that time though like you know what i'm we're saying trolling. We, like we y'all him like yeah
2: nigga we better get at this nigga right now we called. they gave us a number we called and we wanted it all we and went what, in the studio you just on the radio just he's ra- he just on the radio and i'm just like you old nigga you this you there to me you were going in <laughs> i wanted because you messed with my tracy was my best friend at the time you're gonna play her so now i'm gonna get on your head
1: yeah. dads was with you though. Yo, he was down
2: with it. He don't come. Dad's, let me tell you some me true story. In back of my Honda Accord, when OJ caught that case, they wrote, "What would you do?" In the back of my car, they were they they, they were writing in my back of my car, and the three of us is <laughs> rolling, and they, "What would you do?" And they coming up with a song, and. I said my honda accord and oj inspired that song what would you do
1: dope that's dope that's a hell of a story you know in the that, back of that my song car. was jamming like hell too did you even really you were like damn when you heard it you like i know when they did I, that
2: i love that dog food album oh my god i just remember all the moments in the studios and i remember it was a couple of hooks that dad said this ain't this part with the, everybody else in there you know anybody in the studio you're gonna get down you might have to sing we might need your vocals right quick, you know. Oh, he might
1: tell you that. Yeah. Anybody?
2: Were so, your vocals on any of them? It was them? something. I think uh, it was one of the songs, and I remember he's. It was like everybody was there, and it was just. It wasn't singing, but it was just talking, and it was. It was a whole bunch of people, and I remember I added my little thing. I never really heard it, but you know, he was in the I was mix. There. That's in the mix. <laughs> he was in the mix. That dog, dog that dog album,
1: food, album went crazy.
2: Man, that was the. Woo, that's when it took off. I'm like, woo! the sky was the limit. It was almost like
1: like Snoop Dogg. What was Snoop Dogg's
2: album called? That was Doggy Style.
1: But dog, after Doggy Style, that was after Doggy mm-hmm. Style, and that whole went crazy. That, then It was actually, to me, I liked it better than Doggy I Style. I loved it way ba-
3: better. I, I
2: still I, bump I that. I love
1: that, that whole project, because it seemed like Snoop got to do what he wanted to do. It seemed like family. Am yeah. I right?
2: Yeah, Dad's put his foot in there. And he did his thing, corrupt did his thing. They were anything. all kicking it, man. Oh. It was
1: family-oriented.
2: Traveling, they got their own little promotional tours. It was about them. How did they point.
1: meet? How did corrupt and Daz meet?
2: Okay, so uh, initially it was corrupt and uh, corrupt and da- uh, corrupt and Snoop used to battle rap together, back okay. in, like at the beach or wherever. They were back, they were opponents. Daz wasn't living here, but they they met kind of this battle. I'm
1: battling, okay. And
2: Snoop finally met his match. He met the lyrical gangster, the lyrical Pro- assassin. Corrupt was no joke. That Philly fanatic had it going on.
1: Yeah, but Snoop was a beast.
2: Snoop man. was like,
1: at that I, time, you know, Snoop was a beast They it were managed. going.
2: Competition makes you elevate your game. Oh yeah, so but that's always going to do. Here, corrupt was there, so he's like, let's join forces. because they both were super dope.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Warren G was a producer. So, Nate was the the, the the singing man.
1: So Snoop evidently. Hook Daz and Corrupt up.
2: Yeah, they, they got to meet and they formed a doll pound at some point. I mean, I think at the at the apartment when everybody was living there, Daz and Corrupt kind of got together and they formed that probably around the chronic time. Yeah, That's when it got formed because they were forming things at that point.
1: Was Rage, well, how did Rage come into
2: it? Uh, Farms there, Virginia. I think took the bus down here Like everybody and, and, <laughs> tried to be a
1: part
3: Village of Village
2: Recording Studios In Santa Monica On Santa Monica Boulevard Everybody slept there Grinded there And were hoping to get On that chronic And they made it
1: Wow, and I'm going to ask you this, and and then because we got to get to the Tupac, you the you 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 hold the keys to my. I'm a Tupac. You see it on the shirt right Mm -hmm. there. I'm a Tupac.
3: Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I've an been interviewing Napoleon, but we're going to set it up another time. But just that whole, just his whole aura. How was he around you? Like, how did you? What was the thing that stuck out to the way that he treated you when you would be around?
2: I think he noticed that Suge. Was uh, carried me under his wings, kind of like you know that was my sister. So it kind of emulated from him. Him, he seen how Suge really you know was like my big brother. So Pop kind of adopted that and treated wow. me as such. I mean, the boys would hang out. I remember he came home, all of them. It, it, it was like they were all thick as thieves, and we hang out and you know just have a, the the men time, you know, to studio moments. And Pac respected women. That's the thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think with Pac, as we got in there, he kind of took it personal at some points that I was getting disrespected. Wow. You know, I think because he would always be excited, you know, at Kenya's come up. And I think he kind of took it personal at points when he knew I was being disrespected. He took it personal. Like, Okay, that's like our little sister. Like, you can't do that to her. Y'all can do that to all of them, but not her. He How are like you
0: that. being disrespected? He was out there doing... When, are
2: talking with dad? Yeah, yeah okay. you know, know out exactly there with God knows go. this everything, you know, mm-hmm. this women, you know, and... Did any of them ever step to Daz and was like, you got to straighten up? No, I mean, I'm sure Suge had talks with him, but, you know, the, their main point was to talk to me. They didn't, okay. you know, Kenya... You know, Sugar would always tell me, beauty is only a temporary position, intelligence is forever. You keep your intelligence, don't ever fall for the bullshit. He would always give me these pep talks. yeah, Protecting me and building me up, because you can't build him up, he is who he's gonna be. Mm -hmm. Build the woman up and get her right, and Mm -hmm. inspire her and push her, and I always felt uh, respected by Pac. I I, I, I never felt like I was ever disrespected. I think he appreciated that, you know, I wasn't out there. I wasn't wilding, you know. And mm.
1: did you ever like when Tupac would, after he got shot, he was pretty angry when he came back, of course. Shot me five times. Real niggas don't die. All these different things he would say after he had then got over on the West, you know West Coast uh, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, did Did you ever see anything that was like angry toward the East Coast things? That because it was everywhere at the time. For yeah. it would have affected Daz as well. Yeah. So yeah,
2: He was angry at that point. I mean, he was hurt and angry because in his heart, you know, he felt like the people that he that he trusted the most had him set up. We don't know what happened, but <laughs> if it's in his heart, we're going to roll what's in his heart. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, he was upset. So we became upset with him. I mean, uh, yeah. he, he's our family now, so we got to roll with him, you know. And it only, you know, it escalated when they went to New York, you know. But. We all still love New York
1: So was it New York York. When they got When the When Snoop them when your when yo I think it was some guy shot. the radio got the shot. Your radio got shot. Mm-hmm. This was a time where this was a time where y'all just was visiting up there or they was visiting. No, up they there.
2: went down there to shoot a video. Okay. In Times Square. They brought down about a Why a would they think
1: a, to go down there? New and York, it was already New York, beefing, wasn't
2: city it? Of dreams. No, it wasn't it was only Tupac's situation at that point. Dog Pound wasn't really beefing with, with them at that point. It did the beef started off after that. When they
1: shot up the trailer,
2: yeah, because they came down and I and and you have I I understand at this point why they felt disrespected because you come into our hood and bring in lowriders and they kind of felt like you're shitting on us, like but the New York, New York song was a Melly Mel sample, they were playing the original thought was to pay homage to Melly Mel, yeah, you know, for the New York, New York, but when Things escalated out of nowhere down there. You know, it escalated. It wasn't supposed to go that way. They didn't go down there to shit on them. It was, we're going to do our video because it's called New York, New York. So where are we going to film it at? Let's go to Times Square. Let's bring some lowriders and have fun and keep it happy.
1: And then it turns to kicking buildings down.
2: After they got shot up. That was a remix after that. they the, the builders came in after everything happened. Yeah. That was an add-on.
1: He was like, we're going to turn this up a different way.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, you know... Uh, they everybody hated New York, but I still had a lot of great friends there. I mean, I still love New York. I mean, yeah, they, it's a lot of bad seeds, but you know, yeah. we all still love New York. Yeah.
1: So did you end up? Did you end up? Because uh, I know Snoop was uh, Snoop was trying to play both sides. They th- they felt in the midst of this whole thing. Did you feel the same way? Mm-hmm.
2: I was rolling with Pac at that point. I mean, you know, because you know, me and Daz are it's teetered all the way off. I mean. And I'm and of course Snoop is not whenever Daz is not talking to me, he's not gonna talk to me. So, yeah, so
1: you ride with I ride
2: with the people who have been looking rocking out for me Prittitt, so Pac and shoot. rock on me. I'm rocking with them.
1: How did what did Daz and them say?
2: They didn't care at that point. They weren't talking to y'all at no, all? No, we weren't talking, nobody yep, was talking. It was done. done.
1: Was he still was Shu still with uh was Sharita at that time? Or they, was they were. Of, they I were married. They were married after for you. that.
2: They were married after that, but they had their own relationships.
1: I only mean I say that because I was trying to figure that transition out between that time. But I will get back to that. But yeah. I was just trying to say, okay, so when when once Pop pretty much had said I'm I'm done with him, and you see the scene where it's, they ride in the. Jet and Snoop's thinking he's mad at him. These things probably really was going on that they. couldn't What are you trust talking
2: about him. the Tupac movie? Yeah, that yeah. wasn't accurate. I mean, that, that wasn't that, accurate. No, I mean, that so lot he was They didn't ride together like no, that. That, that. No, it wasn't. If that, that wasn't accurate, I mean, a lot of the things LT love him to death, but that wasn't accurate. You yeah, know? he's just
1: putting something in there the suit, mean, sauce yeah, it up.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like Cause that. Cause you wasn't.
1: Cause you was down there that Pac, night when that it, happened. No,
2: Pac did not, and Suge were not talking to Snoop and them. We were, it was everybody. Period. No, it was no talking.
1: So they basically None. it could happen on site if we see them too.
2: On site because 2 weeks prior, he gets on the radio and you know, he says he's cool with Biggie and that infuriated yeah. everybody. Like nigga, you know, I don't we don't know what happened in New York, but if this boy is rolling with him, you got to roll with him and you know, Snoop crossed the line to me, you know, cuz pot he loved him, you know. He yeah. loved him. He 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 generally loved him, and you know, that hurt Pop to the core.
1: Cause he thought that this guy was riding him. with him.
2: He hurt him.
1: So he died not even having no kind of love Mm-mm. for
2: Snoop. Mm-mm. He didn't. I mean, it was it was they. Nobody was getting along at that point. Nobody was getting along. Not they were on so their side. So Snoop wasn't at the hospital. No. So that's a lie. Where well, he didn't come to no hospital. now when I was because you Snoop, was at the hospital. Snoop's mother and auntie. Flew down there with me. Mm. She went down there to represent Snoop. Okay. Monday. It happened Sunday, late Sunday night, or between Saturday, Sunday, and we went back down there Monday. Daz didn't go down there. None of them went down there. You know, Nate Dog was the only Dog Pound member in Vegas at this point. He's the only one. He came down because his girlfriend went down there with me and he was infuriated
1: yeah he was oh was he's like you, he was yeah, kind of he was jealous murder. he was jealous oh god side. he's like
2: he got on that thing y'all ain't gonna be in no, well you ain't gonna be out on there with Kenya he, ooh, he was hiding me like oh you take her down here cause we coming to have fun she can't go really but he, he that was a big with, fight
1: that night though it was party yeah. down there
2: mm-hmm. but he came down there and had a good time
1: wow so, and he so saved
2: he, our lives down there I believe Nate got us out of there cause we thought it was going bad Nate thank God rest in peace Nate Thank, you, thank God he was there
1: Cause because he gave y'all some sense of stability, stability to know how to move. He, he
2: moved, navigated us out of there. Wow. God led Nate down there at that point.
1: So did you talk, I know, I seen on another uh, interview that you talked to Pac before he got killed.
2: Yeah, he, before. You seen,
1: you seen him after the
2: scuffle with after, Orlando mm, or whatever. Before, he went up and changed his clothes and after. And, you know, it, it, he came down and I'm I'm this girl and I'm in this. Suburban, right? I had this world, it was um, a rim and tire place on La Sianega and they tricked my car out. It was dropped, had rim sounds, and when Pac came down, he was like, yo, you got that Ain't nigga. He said, Damn, you got that nigga to get you another car, my nigga. And we pound and he's on the sidebar of my car and we're talking and shooting the shit, people in the car, Tasha's in the front, Nate's girl, bumping music. And I remember Pac's favorite song at that point, his favorite song at that moment was Blackberry Molasses with Bobby Valentino and that yeah. group, Mr. Blackberry Molasses. He loved that song. And I remember I played that song over and over again for Pac. I mean, the whole ride, I kept on playing it. Because play, play, it, it, it was He's his like, favorite song. And then he loved Moken Stuff, uh, the group Moken Stuff. He's mine, he you made it Because yeah. they were going to sign him to death row at one point. No. But, God, yeah, he... We, we you that, know that
1: night uh, we're gonna go back to that night yeah like yeah. like that night was crazy because did you know how they end up Orlando and him having differences like they did
2: um, it, from what you know it and was over, it, it, was over it was over a, a death row chain I think somebody had got a chain snatched them um, at some point and the person who supposedly did it was there and I think it sparked from this a gold chain Wow so, and you know you can have 10 million people kicking you. I can kick you, you can kick him, but Pac's face red's Tupac kicked me, and he kicked me. No, no other faces are recognizable. So but
1: on that video that night, yeah. the you could see Pac Pac's. was lit.
2: And I just, he was I, like. I wish that, I know Pac was riding with his boys, but I just wish he never even had got involved in that. Like, I wish he was protected as an artist. Like, okay, we're going to push right. you away. Yeah. But you can't push him away. These are my homies. I'm gonna ride with them. There's yeah, nothing gonna, you can do.
1: He was more abdomen he was more liable than anybody on that. He was video. a
2: true friend.
1: Wasn't trying to hear it. He
2: wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna it, 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 no, I'm riding with you. You you guys are here for me. You've got me out of jail when everybody left me to ride. Correct. You got me all these fancy things. My mom has stuff, my sister set everybody is good now. It's because of you. I was wow. rotting in jail. How am I supposed to feel? That's
1: dope that he had that loyalty, that he he had that he had that sense of. Uh, i all the way down. With he loved them. So they he,
2: protected him. He loved. He him. wasn't
1: going to leave Row like he, everybody trying to say at the uh, end. Where I'm gonna tell you why they say that though. They say that because a lot of people insinuate that this Michelle A thing was uh, a, a situation where it was. It was two or three things Going on with her I don't know if this to be true I don't know if she Your home girl. I don't know I, her I love But I'm Michelle just A. telling you I love
2: you. all Shooks girl I love Sharitha really? Her too
1: I, I was going to ask you About that transition How did Sharitha And Michelle A Kind of transition Into that situation No,
2: but it was Sharitha was always the wife She had been with Shooks Since high school Right So when it they got married, but when it broke down, they still remained married. Everybody was doing their own thing. She was with uh, Kevin, the co- the policeman, and Suge went on to maintain his life, but it was still business. They 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 navigated their business. They the the marriage was broken, but they still remain married. It was okay. Business,
1: yeah, business. and and, and, and Michelle A. She. Wasn't ever with Pac, like they said, or do you even have? Were they ever together? I've like never that? seen
2: them together like that. Pac was, Pac had, had Kadata, his. I'm not saying were the way on Daz,
1: Daz kind of throw these things out there shock treatment or not. I'm just <laughs> telling you, it's like I mean, she was like, you know, like she was running around with everybody, kind of. I don't
2: believe that. I don't I, I, I believe, I, I believe with Michelle, Michelle was mentally, emotionally, and physically damaged from Dre. You know, they had very turbulent relationships. She was a hurt human being that got on drugs and all that. And I think she was just, at, at her weak point, looking for a way out. And I think that's how the should thing went. That was absolutely beyond fucking, you don't do that. Like, yeah. that's your homegirl. Because they were, her and Sharita were very, 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 yeah. very close.
1: So they was close when this happened?
2: They, no, they were just close Period. Period. They used to travel together. They were, they were friends. Wow. They were friends. It hurt Sharitha, you know. But it did. It
1: hurt Sharita that Michelle got with you. Hurt like. her.
2: She's a woman. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had girls that knew me that was getting at dads. I mean, I'm like, so real just, friends don't do that. And these weren't real friends like that. They were right. just, you know, second tier, third tier friends. But I'm just, I'm still like, how do you do that there? Like. I would never look at Snoop in any kind of way. I would never look at sugar in any kind of way. Or corrupt. Or corrupt. I know they, exes, ew, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Uh, they, they're women are my friends.
1: But you know, sometimes people, we try to put our own, like the, what we would do on other people, and they not like us. And we, they go by a different system or code of ethics. That so we got to be careful. We get hurt like that a lot of times. You know what I'm I ain't, saying?
2: I ain't, I'm not doing none of that. I'm not, uh, because that's gross. And first of all, what am I after? I'm after what she got. I'm never going to get what she got. She got, because he genuinely loved her. I'm just stepping in because for some fantasy. He don't really care about me, you know. Yeah. But yeah Sharita was her miche. I don't know you know all I know is mental mental illness and all that was there, and that probably was the leading cause because dre you know i I love dre to the end, but you were wrong,
3: yeah,
2: right? you were wrong for doing that poor girl that way. she was broken in twenty ways, and how you know I happen to have a strong mother at that point. who's to know which way I would have went if I didn't have a strong mother and a grandmother leading me the right way. Right. You know, because a lot of things come at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of things come at you. People be wanting to sleep with you just because, that, yeah. but I knew it wasn't real. But let me ask you a
0: question about, um, so being around Pac, did you ever get to meet Jada?
2: No. No. I know K- she was always around.
1: Just, Kodata. Kodata. Just Kodata. It was all when he yeah. got to
2: Defro. It was Kodata. It was all about Cadatta Jones. Okay. Quincy Chris's Jones daughter. were there. They mm-hmm. were he, that was that was his he, he, Golden Goose. That girl, you know, hooked him up with Versace. She, she had him in places he had never been. Took him to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. He loved Cadatta. Cadatta wow. was a special woman to him.
1: I don't, I want to ask you about uh this new thing Snoop got with Defro. Um How do you feel about it?
2: Mm, Well, I know it's for, you know, the whole goal is for NFT. It's going to be ran kind of with the NFT feel. And I just hope that the artists get their just due. Mm. That's what I hope. It's you, not. I, I was kind of angry that they took all the dog pound because I tell you that's my go-to. Yeah. And they took everything off of streaming. I'm like, I can't they get. They sure did. I, I can't get my. What would you do? Why fixed? did they take it off? Because it's, it's NFT now. So he's NFT. running it through that.
1: You got to be able to get through somebody to get to somebody to get it, huh? Yeah. Mm.
2: I I really don't. Uh, you know, the verdict is not in. I'm just waiting for like a year to see how that it works. transpires. You know, but. I do know that there will only be one Deaf Row records. Mm-hmm. It would never—I don't think any record label in history will ever give you that feeling that Deaf Row gave you.
1: How do you feel when you hear people like Reggie Wright saying that they own like the publishing for a lot of the stuff that's being <laughs> dealt with? You know what I'm saying with the Suge Knight? Reggie's he, cool. Reggie is tripping on Reg, me right now. Reggie,
2: Reggie, Reggie, Reggie—that Reggie, was the one that called me a minute ago. That was Reggie. That was Reggie.
1: I need him over yeah. here. You need to get—I need to talk to him. Yeah.
2: Reggie, Re- Reggie, one thing. Busy. One thing for sure. Reggie, um, Reggie's always one thing for sure. He's me right because I kind of just stayed Reggie's out the way. Reggie's
1: saying he got money, uh, got stuff involved with that stuff that people not talking about, and he gonna get to the bottom of it. He,
2: he, 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 <laughs> he got Reggie going He believe me, he gonna get to the bottom of it. But he does know one thing for sure: he does make them understand Kenya was their baby. Okay, oh, he, he was let a them good know girl. He, and, and I was, I didn't bother nobody. I didn't, and I wasn't, I, I kept in my own lane. Yeah. But Reggie's a good person. He might, you never know what them dudes got. I have no idea. I just, I hate to piss him off one day because he might have <laughs> a lot
1: <laughs> He said he, he, he had something going on in the midst of that, and you know, it's not God. really something that he, he's getting. He said he's going to come back and get what belongs to him, I, in a sense, through that, this
2: whole death row experience. Reggie, I just, you know, all of them, they're men, and and I tell I told him unless y'all going to finance my birth of a crib and ladies row, I ain't getting in the mix of y'all. Who going to finance and I'm going to be more friends with you. I mean, yeah. I, I, it is he he's he's been he's been my partner. Charisse is my partner. I just I, I stay out the way. Sugar's my partner and corrupt is my heart. Mm-hmm. That's my brother for life and How did you meet Big U? I've been known Big U my whole damn life cuz when uh, as a child when I moved Culver City right. to Baldwin Hills Big U's Cousin, his first cousin, uh, used to like me. Mm. We were kids. And oh God, big you. I, I used to be scared of him. I mean, I was a little girl. This big old guy just poked out Malcolm out Al- Malcolm X glasses. And I remember this guy lived in he lived in his mama's house in Inglewood, right? In the bloodside. Mm-hmm. He hung a big old crip rag out in front of the house flag and said, I dare anybody to come uh-uh. right here. Lived in that neighborhood. And I was like, that's my big homie that's my uh, big homie uh, so I've been knowing him before everything I'll him I, I've been rolling with those guys um they almost made me miss my debutante ball I mean <laughs> I, when I was 16 years old grandmother wanted me to go there and I'm rolling with them and got into funk with the, uh, I my car I had a, at that point my, my parents had got me the my first car was a convertible cabriolet Volkswagen and had had the um the rims on well not the rims I had the blow, what was at the radio at that point the big Alpine radio system mm-hmm. in there and all that and I used to drive them all around and I'd be getting in trouble all the time I'm like bruh I gotta stop getting in trouble my mom said I, I, I gotta stop go to Westwood parents gotta pick me up uh, the, the, the Westwood UCLA PD got us detained. I'm like, I didn't do nothing, Mom. I was just with them. They were just in my mm. car. So I've been rolling with Big U and the homies for it since I was a little girl. Oh. Wow. He's always been, you know, been my big brother, you know? He said, you almost made it in my family. You know, you almost made it in my cousin's wife. I'm like, yeah, but we were young. We were kids then. So I've been like family to him ever since then. I got adopted in back then in the teenage years. So now he's my big bro for life.
1: Yeah, So so... Nineteen, I think you said it was the 90s. You and Snoop talking now or no?
2: No, I mean, i Let's be real. No, I don't talk to uh, any. A, I don't I, talk to, I talk to Corrupt.
1: Okay, I, and I'm trying to understand how you was there for him when he went to jail. You you, I heard you say that on Big Court. Shout out Big Court. That's my boy. That's mm-hmm. he. One of the reason you here, mm-hmm. and and my boy Kenyatta. I gotta get him boy shout outs. But you said on there that you stayed when Master P them left him in jail when mm-hmm. it was a universal party, right? Yeah. So and you was there and you took him home or whatever. Took him where he needed to go. And now at this point, he don't talk to you. How does this? How does this life think, work? How I does think, this work? I you think, know.
2: I think what me and the, me and his wife, we were very close, very close, and we had differences so I mean honestly I don't know because when I lived in Atlanta for those eight years right that was my best friend
1: the snoop snoop was
2: the whole time he rode with
1: you the whole time, the whole time. The
2: whole so you whole miss whole him time. huh
1: you miss him that's now. my
2: friend I mean I'm, I'm always gonna back him up but I do know that people change all the time I mean we were in Atlanta the whole time my son was my son was born you know I had a different boyfriend down there right and I would bring my boyfriend to the concert. Snoop, would get, Snoop and Daz would get us backstage passes. Wow. Uh, my son was by another man. Yeah, and I brought my so son little. to one of the shows. And Snoop got a whole room so my son could be in the room so he wouldn't get the smoke. He said, you, can you, you trying to tell me something? Is that Dads' kid? I'm like, nope. We were still friends. But when I moved back to L.A., it just, I guess, you know. And you don't
0: know what caused the... I think separate-
2: it's because me and his wife aren't close. So, he, you know, again, you know, if my wife is not close... To you, then I'm gonna ride with my wife, you know. And but we had always been up and down me and her, you know. But he still was cool. But when I moved to LA, just something shifted. So, so I'm, I'm all I'm I'm riding with it. Do you, you think know that exactly. you and her
1: could ever be friends again? Oh no. You don't see know. what I'm saying? Like people go through
2: things. People change. I, I know I love her mother. I love her family. I love her sisters. I love the kids. I mean, there's a lot of history between y'all. Yeah. It's a just, lot. I just, I just think people. Like, for me, if we had a difference, I'm, nine times out of ten, I don't remember it. I so it wasn't nothing that ever so happened. So you don't no, remember it was, what was I think it, it, the, the thing I think that triggered her when I did the DPG, I did a um, documentary. Okay. And the only, only thing I can point it to was that the documentary, my uh, needed Snoop's interview. She was managing him, and maybe I don't think she wanted me to... Include him inc- in there. Include him or interview him, but it was all about them. And sometimes, you know, Women, you know, it's territorial. You know, did you interview? Hell yeah, got it. And that's what stars pick it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we can speak after that. But then, my mom died, and she was there, so I thought it was. And this is all going back to early 2004.
0: I don't you know. Thought it would be uh, be okay? Have you
2: ever thought about reaching out to her and trying to talk to is her? Is it pride on to, your end? Let's nah, be real. I'm open for her. I love. You I'm see a, what I'm, I'm saying? All, well, let me let me put it out there. I'ma always love that girl. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's it, you have to understand. It's a lot that she's been through. So I don't know. I mean, you know, she's. It, it's not just me. It's, I think she's falling out with a lot of people but, around her. I don't know.
1: But one thing about God, mm-hmm. if you're a God fearing person, right. I love the part where it says in First Corinthians that if there's any Second Corinthians five. If, there's a, if any man be in Christ, he a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, yeah. all things become new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can always start over again. Right. And I think a lot of times people miss that part because if you're looking at it from a natural carnal state, mm-hmm. you won't see it. But when you start to look at it from a spiritual mindset, yeah. then you can get past your differences because it ain't that big. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's, you see what I'm saying? You got to forgive.
0: But you know what I always think about when you, when you say that or even the situation, and it might not be on your part. But, you know, people tend to put it off. Oh, we'll make back up later on. Yeah. We're going to make back up later on until it's too late. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, I've been putting this off for so long. And it, it hurts so bad mm-hmm. if you
2: lose that I, person. I mean, I always love her because, again, it's so much history. And she's probably in a different space now. Snoop is on a whole different level. He's right. on a whole different fucking atmosphere right now. And I don't know. You know what well, she has to deal with. You don't yeah. know. I don't but if know something what happened to
1: her today mm-hmm. and she was taken away from this earth, and you had to go and help, mm-hmm. you got to go to her funeral. Mm-hmm. You got to be there, like like y'all was together mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. So why not take a you know what they oh, call, a, call Hail a Hail mary, a Hail mary? Yeah, but you, but I do
2: express, but you know the, how I express it. I call her mama up and check there on her ads. Her mama, that's my girl. That's dope. I love that's her. That's dope. I still, I still talk to, um, my, this, here we go. This is how the love is there, you guys. So my brother under me, Kevin is my stepbrother. He has a dinner party last year and it's at uh, one of the big steakhouses out in Orange County. So he got, he has the whole room. So I'm sitting in the room. There's 30 people in there. We rented out this room and I start seeing, I see Shantae's mom pass by. I'm like, Pam's here And I seen all the cousins And all the I'm like So you know She might be coming No I seen her pass by Oh wow So I said The family's here And her sister and I Dope Close So I come out The room And I seen Her auntie Lisa I said Lisa Kenya Gave me a big old hug She goes in the room And gets the whole family They all come in here Her whole family Ends up In our room Taking pictures She didn't come but everybody comes, that's so the, the family, love the love is still there. We, we, one day, you know, and I have to put it on her. It's probably her, whatever the difference is. But it was, I, I don't know what it is, but it, that, that's just her. I mean, but you love her, love her, love her to death. It's, it, never. I love Michelley to death. Them are my ladies right there. they so never you and Michelley.
1: Do y'all talk to? Oh, this that's day?
2: my girl. So y'all
1: still talk? to Oh my to God, this.
2: Sharitha's my girl. They might have differences, but.
1: You still oh, love well. both of them.
2: That's my girl. And that's they, good. they respect that. They, they no should. one gets on me when you talk to her. Even Suge's girl, Stormy. I love her, too.
1: Man, that's dope. You like a bridge.
2: Uh, we can go back to uh, uh, her, the Tammy. Uh we had different a uh, little difference but I still have love for her. She didn't it was always nice to me. We never had a relationship but I have no problem with nobody.
1: Let me tell you something. You you got a beautiful spirit. Yeah. I mean the way you are, the way you illuminate the room when we came in. Mm-hmm. I always knew it through the phone lines. Yeah. It's just the way that you carry yourself. Yeah. it it, it I can't see how somebody could look at you any kind of way, but mm-hmm. I do know people have differences, but just the way, keep on being that loving person yes. that you are. Right. Keep on shining in the midst mm-hmm. of the darkness because we need that. Yeah. People can be led out of darkness through the light that's mm-hmm. in you. You know what I mean? So yeah. keep on doing that, man, because you put a smile on my face. I felt so good about yeah, the conversation. Yeah, he told me, he told I me about make, I, was, I was like, man, you had to hear this woman. She's Because when I first, I was like, I was like, man, give me get this woman number from Kenyatta. And Kenyatta said, oh, yeah, she's not like she's going to call her. You that have this thing about yourself <laughs> yeah. that people, and even Big Court, he was like, man, uh, she's going to come, man. But it's just like they know that you have a loving spirit.
2: Yeah. And I it's love dope, people. man. It's I love dope. all my people. It's, uh, it's not nobody on death row that has anything to Def, do with death row that I don't like. I, I kind of love, I love everybody. Like, just because he has a problem with, I love Reggie. Reggie's been nothing but happiness, Suge, nothing but happiness, Sharifa, all of them. And they respect that, I'ma still talk to these people. It's nothing you can do about it. When Suge and Snoop were going through that, Suge never got mad at me, because you oh, you'd go over there with them, they going to respect that because I love everybody.
1: Wow. And that's, that's Ain't nobody going to ever
2: be able to talk bad about them. You talk bad about Snoop and Chante, I'm going to be in your ass. Okay. Already. <laughs> so what I want to get into now, I
0: want to get into um, what you're doing now with the costumes. Yeah. 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 Dope. Because, so when did you start, because you've always been in fashion from Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. When did that became a passion? Where
2: were you then when you started drifting off into the costume? Well, my first job was at Mecca USA. That's out of New York. Okay. And I was the that West mentioned. Coast marketing rep. Huh? That's
1: that Mecca brand yeah. from a long time ago uh-huh. used to yeah. carry in the store. The 90s. So I got dope. a job
2: there. And that was my first job after me and Dads are separated. And I remember, Kenya, it's time to get, you know, like I always had my hustle, but now time I'm not going to gonna go. be leaning on his money. I got to get my own. Right. Got a job there. And that job ultimately led to me getting into the union in 98, 99. And my first job was on MTV. Mm. And my resume went from there it went up i mean from there i went to the the television show girlfriends stayed there for five years and they they ran for a long Long time i I stayed with them until i moved to atlanta okay i moved to atlanta the first week i'm there i'm walking through nordstrom you know Mm -hmm. see a girl a very big designer sean barton Mm. sean barton's like kenya what are you doing out here i'm like you know move down here you want a job hell yeah (laughs) i'm not knowing they're doing any work down here She's working on ATL, the movie. Wow. Jumped on that movie, then stumped the yard, then this, Big Mama's House, Fast and Furious, Hunger Games, J 1 and 2. I jumped three stooges. I went Atlanta. I built up my movie resume. Wow.
0: The it, costumes on um, on Hunger Games was yeah. ridiculous. I
2: learned so much on there because, I mean, I remember this, we were being in asbestos, asbestos and mold because and, down there it was he's got to get it but I was so happy to be working and I worked on so much and I knew when it was time to come home um, Hunger Games I'm like okay I need to get back home I'm paying my union dues in LA and here oh, okay it's time to get back home mm-hmm. but I came back with a different mindset I came yeah, back you came back with a built resume yeah oh the resume was built but then yeah. I'm like I'm a producer okay I'm a costume designer I'm a costumer but I'm a producer I produced that documentary. It didn't resonate to me that I was one of the first black women to get a deal through Black Stars with hey. a documentary. I beat everybody. Mm. And I never really carried that on and my shoulder. And that was shoulder. your first
0: production. That
2: was my first. I did that. Got that in 0304. Right. It, it played on Stars. I licensed wow. it out for two years for them, and I own the Masters on it. It's mine. Awesome. I still own it. It's mine. Wow, wow, that's dope, man. So I'm like, I'm a... I'm going to, we're going to keep on flying. I right. am uh, this. So with my new projects, the Ladies of Death Row started a long time ago. When I got home, I'm like, I assembled all the girls. I called everybody. Everybody. And every, Dee Barnes, uh, Miss Chalet, Vivica Fox, because she was married to six nine. He was part of the group at uh, uh, Six Feet Deep. Mm-hmm. Them girls, was, they signing the release, the release forms, signing them. Vivica signed hers at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's my dog.
3: Mm. That's my dog. That's like my biblical. dog.
2: That's me and her she rode in Atlanta with me for years. Me and her thickest thieves down there it, it, counting money in back of a car, <laughs> like we ain't going to that club they pay they, that they pay me all my money. It's here. All right, let's go. My
3: dog. <laughs> <cheeks>. my dog. <laughs> she that. seemed
2: like she all business. Oh though. my God, so much business. And I assembled all my girls and they all came through. D Barnes gave me a headache, Kenya. So what does this contract really mean? What is it? Love her to death. It's D. <laughs> But the girls, we went up to Universal, we uh, tried to get a deal. Oprah really, Oprah's own label took a liking to us because we did two meetings with them, but it was all about love and uh, yeah. c- couples and all that. And nobody know, never knew what to do with the ladies. We were putting out there as a reality, and I'm like, oh God, I'm off the reality tip now. Mm-hmm. It's, a t- it's a television series and it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm shoot it myself because I want to own everything. Man. So I'm doing it myself. And then this birth of a crip, I got the rights. Raymond Washington's mother, uh, 92 years old, next week. Mm. I got to send her her birthday gift in the mail so she can be happy be 92. Um, got the rights to that. Shot, shot a, a, a sizzle for that. Uh, Bart Big UN is my partner in there mm-hmm. because he is the crip and he represents everything. He loved the idea and symbolized my team. And we're going to get a deal with that too. I mean, wow. we've talked to everybody, but. So you just love the
0: film industry right now. I
2: love it. But I love ownership. Yeah. I want to
0: own. I love it. But you know a lot about it because you've been working in the back scenes doing all those costumes. So when you were doing that, you were trying to soak up everything. Soak up the game and Soak, Soak up the game. Probably but didn't
1: know what it was going to be. but I God, know. That's how God worked. Right. God worked like that to where you can't only, you, can, you don't know what it is, but you know you're working on something.
0: I can imagine you know where you what I'm you're
1: saying? going, though.
2: <laughs> I was, so I used to do videos pr- during, you know, before I got in the union, before Mecca, music videos. I'm mm-hmm. a stylist, too. So Francis Lawrence was a big director with Hype Williams and Benny Boone. They were all big names down there, Christopher Robbins. I got on Hunger Games, J 1 and 2. Well, Francis Lawrence is now the director for all the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. I seen him and I was like, Francis, he says, yo, Kenya, what's up? We used to do them videos with Genia Wine back in the day. And everybody's like, how does she know him? Because he's big, Francis Lawrence now. He's the Hunger Games. Yeah. Dude. And we're set up to have a conversation. I'm like, we started together and look at him.
1: Mm-hmm. That's God showing you. And then you Ava that
2: DuVernay, one. let me tell you about wow. her. She was PR for Girlfriends. Ava and I used to talk on the phone because during that time of Girlfriends, the guy Reggie, the, the, the black guy on there, I was his uh, personal and his PR person. That's how I learned the PR. The executive producers put us together, and I handled all his business and met Ava. Ava was just doing the PR back in the days for Girlfriends, and Ava DuVernay is a director. So I'm inspired by her. I'm inspired by Mara Akil because she got to deal through girlfriends. I'm inspired mm-hmm. by all my sisters that I started out with, and I look at them. I'm like, "That's me."
0: I I'm not sure how you keep on. You keep on elevating because I think I read something to say that when you first started in the um, fashion industry, it wasn't black girls who actually gave you the foot up to help you. White girls only. I mean, right. everybody. I'm on wow. a show
2: right now. I'm working on The mass singer and. I'm probably the only black girl in my department, and they loved me, and the guy who brought me in was a, a white guy, See, and they, the, the, I mean, I have to say, I have to say, through my whole career of moving, my work at everything in Atlanta, it was these Caucasian designers that showed me love, yeah. that kept me going, Can't, I mean, my daughter, I got her in the union now, and they're calling her now. So. I they thought you were up. trying to take their spot or something no, like that. the black girls thought I was taking their spot. Right. The girls never cared. They right. they came from L.A. And they're like, let's go. Mm.
1: That's a good thing, man. Hey, That's man. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, top three artists of all time, Dead or Alive. Any genre. Number one.
2: Dead or Alive? Yes. Dead
1: or Alive. Number one.
2: Michael Jackson, baby.
1: Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Number, Number two. Prince. Number,
2: Number three.
1: three. Um, Tupac. I knew, I knew that. <laughs> I knew. I was waiting for that name. <laughs> Dope, man. Um... So how can people get a hold of you if they really wanted to reach out to you? Somebody might need some help. Anything. And and, and I get a lot of
2: DMs and I I think I've helped more stylists. I talk to more people. I give my time because somebody took time with me. Exactly. At Kenya Wear Wear on IG, at Kenya Wear Films on IG, Kenya Wear on um, Facebook. And that's the three things I really pay attention to. I'm not into the, 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 the Twitter and and all that Twitter. That and I, can't, I can't. No, I'm not into all that. Hit me up on IG. That's, my, that's the main hub right there. Man. You can find me.
1: Y'all better look for us. She dope, man. One of the dopest interviews i have had out here in Los Angeles, California, man. Hey, man, can you is my family now? You niggas going <laughs> to get it. Man, thank you so much, man. We love you.
2: Thank you. And I'm so inspired by this Husband and Wife team. Man. It's
1: Is it the first time you've been interviewed by Husband and Wife? Yeah. That's dope. Wow. First time. I love it.
2: No, I love that. I'm inspired by them. I'm like, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. My going do it next. we coming. Keep <laughs> <He> coming.
1: <laughs> Did we leave anything out?
0: No, I think I think we that covered that. everything,
1: man. Yeah. Man, check it, man. It's <laughs> been another great segment of Boss Talk 101. What a boss's talk.
0: And we out.